Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson, a thoughtful podcast helping Christians navigate life. A podcast for Christ, covering faith, family, political issues, using God's Word, the Bible. The victory is ours. Let our light shine before others so they may glorify our Father in heaven. Welcome to Christian Talk with Eric Thompson. Hi, welcome to Christian Talk. My name is Eric Thompson out here in California on September 20th, 2021, the year of our Lord. Thank you for joining me. This podcast, and we'll do some talk shows to go along with it, is going to be an opportunity for me to share what I'm seeing and maybe help fill in some gaps in some some ways that, that you have maybe not thought of or some doctrinal things that you haven't really considered. I am a 53-year-old Marine Corps vet, business owner, talk show host, podcaster, grown children, grandchildren now. I'm not a, I'm not a pastor. It's not my calling. My calling is to encourage and to challenge. And unfortunately, at my age, I've actually done a lot of really stupid things over the almost 30 years with the Lord, and and the Lord's used me to do some things that brought him glory. And lately, I had a, a friend, more of an acquaintance, but we were a friend at work, that died in his late 30s of cancer. Just found out a, another friend, co-worker, pastor, had a son in his 20s die, and he woke in, woke, walked into his room with him dead, possibly from an overdose. So I'm thinking, well, let's, let's make sure that we are on the same page when it comes to who is God, who are we, why are we here, what can we do to encourage people, what can we do to make a difference in our short time here on earth. Now, we are positionally, we're, we are aliens. Not Mork and Mindy, you know, not, 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 the, not the aliens from television, but we are, we are passing through this created planet called Earth, right? We are here for a season. And our purpose is that we would give our life would reflect God's glory and people would give God praise because of our life and that when we die, we would then be taken into eternal fellowship with our creator and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because of what he did on the cross and we collectively are the bride of Christ and and the what Satan has done and what people's egos have done is they have made Christianity, they've made this idea of being a Christian almost to fit into like an American business model. And that is not, that is not what it means to be a child of God. God. Who is who is God? Why this is important is because in God's word, which the Bible was written on three continents over 1,500 years by 40 different authors without any contradiction in its original writings, no errors, but it contains everything that you need. So everything is in God's word. Thus, when we do things that are opposed to God's word, then you have to say, well, why? Why did I, why did I do that? It says in Hebrews 4.12 that the, 
that the word of God is alive and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Holy Spirit is alive inside of us once we accept Christ's atonement on the cross. We are born again. So we have the Father in heaven. We have Jesus Christ, God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And the triune God functions beautifully for the glorification of the Godhead as well as taking fallen man and helping him, calling him, saving him, sanctifying him, justifying to where in the end the, the, the beneficiary of God's love is salvation. Let me, let me try to paint a picture here. The God of the Old Testament, the one true God, the God that we worship, he went by Yahweh, or they would they would write it out with four consonants, Y-H-W-H. It was in the Old Testament 6,800 times, and in our English version of the Bible, you'll see Lord capitalized, L-O-R-D. What does that mean? It says he was, he is, he will be. That's what Yahweh really means, Hayah. And the good examples in Exodus 3.15, 3.13-15, Moses asks, hey, God, um, you want me to go tell the Jews that you sent me and that that uh, Pharaoh's going let to let them go because of you? Who do I say sent me? He said, I am that I am. Or I will be and I will become. I am, I am to what you need me to be because I am all in all. But the thing about God, he has attributes. I'm just going to go over a few tonight, so I'm not going to, this is not going to be real heavy. I just wanted to start somewhere with you. Okay, some of the attributes we'll cover over the next couple of weeks. God is infinite. He's self-existing. He's without origin. God is immutable. He never changes. God is self-sufficient. He has no needs. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere all the time. God is wise. He is perfect in knowledge. God is faithful, unchangingly true. God is good. God is just. God is merciful. God is gracious. God is loving. God is holy. And God is glorious. Tonight, I wanted to go start with, and we're going to build on this. In our Christian lives, we we struggle, right? So when I was in when I was nineteen years old, was not a Christian, was a was a, just a troublemaking kid. I got a girl pregnant, and found out she kind of trapped me in that situation, and whatever, whatever. But as a as a non practicing Catholic kid, I was told to get married and. That lasted about six, six, seven years, and then adultery took place, and that was a long, long time ago. But the thing about life is God is holy, and we're not holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, Revelation 4.8. That's what the angels say all day and night, holy, holy. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. When, if, you, if you've gone through a divorce like I did before I was a Christian a long time ago, if you've gone through a divorce, if you've, gone, if you've experienced death in your family, addictions, whatever it is, God, you, as you seek and grasp the holiness of God, Revelation 4, 8, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The word holy means sacred, set apart, reverend, divine. John MacArthur wrote about God's holiness. Of all the attributes of God, holiness is the one that most uniquely describes him. 
and in reality is a summation of all the other attributes. The word holiness refers to his separation, his separateness, his otherness, the fact that he is unlike any other being. It indicates his complete and infinite perfection. Holiness is the attribute of God that binds all the others together. In Isaiah 6, Isaiah wrote, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I saw God. High and lifted up and exalted, seating on a throne, and his train of his robe filled the temple. And above him were seraphim, angels, huge angels, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. With two, they were flying, and they were calling to one another. Try to picture this, guys. In heaven, he's seeing God. He's seeing these huge angels with six wings flying around, and they're calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Isaiah says, woe to me. I cried, I am ruined. I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Heaven shakes when the angels speak. But God it creates has created everything for his glory. Why is that important? Because anything that you've been through, anything you're going through, anything that you will go through is going to be okay. Romans 8 describes it this way. Okay, so if you if you have if you are Christ follower and Yahweh is your, you have faith in his son, Jesus Christ, then you've been saved by God for eternal life. If God is over all things and creates all things and he's working all things out for good to those who love him according to his purpose, then like Jesus said over and over, do not fear. What I want to do in this podcast is not give you, not go over churchy platitudes. If your problems are huge, your God, which means your current state of maturity in your faith in the one true God who makes angels that when they speak, heaven shakes knows everything about you and he can count he knows the hair of your head and he knows when you were born and he knows when you're going to die if your problems are big your understanding of the supremacy of god over you is wrong so romans 8 says this there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Jesus Christ from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. This holy Sovereign, powerful, omnipotent, unique, one God that's ever existed loves you. And when Jesus Christ came to earth and took on sin, because it says in the Bible, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Without the shedding of blood, you cannot be saved. And we'll, we'll talk more about that in the sacrificial system. But just keep in mind, once you have been called by God and you respond, then you have confirmed the, the election 
that God had before you were born, and then you are guaranteed to be lifted up in the last day because you're a child of God. You've been adopted, and you cannot leave the family. In that position, there is no condemnation. So you, regardless of what you did in Christ, once you, since you've repented and you believed by faith and you honestly are seeking to make much of God, then you are, there's no condemnation from any authority that will actually dictate your eternal position and that only comes from the Godhead. Satan will accuse you, accuse you all your days, even if you do nothing terribly wrong, he will still accuse you. But just keep in mind, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In verse 18 of Romans 8, he wants us to consider that, to, to learn this, that the sufferings of this present time, things that we go through or will go through or are going through, are not compared with the glory that is revealed, will be revealed to us. For the creation even waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willing, but because of him who, who subjected it in hope. In verse 31, what then shall we say of these things about, about election? Well, let's go back to 29. Verse 28, 828, and we know that we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Now listen to this. Take comfort in this. Take comfort in this. For those whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And to those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he glorified. So Christ follower, rejoice. Stand firm. Understand you have been called. And by faith you believed, and now you've been justified. And you're being sanctified until the day you die and then glorified with that transition into heaven forever. So verse 31 says, what then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies who is to condemn Jesus Christ is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or dangerous sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are being regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37, knowing all these things were more than conquerors to him who loved us, for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor depth nor height nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God who is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christian talk is this. We're going to heaven because Jesus Christ died for our sins. Jesus Christ died for our sins because it was necessary to to for justice because we're sinners. So this holy God who's unique, who is the only God that's ever existed in the, in the commune or in, in the unit of the triune, the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, working for the glorification of the Godhead. Alex chooses, saves, sanctifies, glorifies, so when we look at life, and we'll get to these over the, over, the, over the months and years, Lord willing, you're going to have trials. You have probably had trials. You may be having a trial. James says, account it all joy. 
How in the world can you count all joy your trials right now? How can the people I know, the wife whose husband died, or the pastor whose son died, how do we, how do we live through those situations? If your kids have gone astray, if you're having marriage issues, what do you do? Do you feel hopeless? When you look at politics, right? Just looking at the news today. How, how, do, how should Christians act when we've got 15,000 people from Haiti trying to come into the country? Should we be open borders, people? I mean, we're going to heaven. Should we submit to our government? Should we, should we try to set up a theocracy where God is, God is running the earth? So this is, this is a government system. How should we live? Those are The thing about the Bible is it, it has everything necessary for godly living. Okay, so everything we need is in there. So then what does that mean? Does that mean with every answer that we have, we just go to the Bible and we turn to, you know, over to this verse or, or this, you know, page and it's going to answer, how do I deal with obesity? How do I, you know, is, is that what you're saying, Eric? That everything is in there? No. God teaches us who he is. Jesus lived the perfect life. And then we are to do the same as Christ followers. So people say, well, you're a walking testament. Well, what we are is we are children of the king, so we are to tell people about the king. Second Peter 1.3 puts it this way. God's divine power has given us, Christ followers, everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Now, the world, until Christ takes back the title deed, like in Revelation, the world's God, the God of this world, is Lucifer or Satan and the third of the angels that fell with him who go around lying, killing, destroying, and taking people to hell with them. And he uses all of the temptations of the world. Second Corinthians 4.4 puts it this way. The God of this age, the devil, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So we're, we're predestined to be born into this world. We're born into this world. We're aliens just passing through. Through the sin of Adam and Eve, sin came into the world, and so Lucifer is running this world, and he has... Car Blanche, he, he, he lies, kills, destroys, roars, trying to keep Christians paralyzed, and he tries to destroy lives. Because our flesh, the world, our flesh, the pride of life, people like to sin. And because people like to sin, in spite of when they're given some revelation, like it says in Romans that, that the creation testifies there is a God, so they have, they have a common understanding that God exists. But then it says that they, they become ignorant on purpose. They become intentionally ignorant of God because they want to sin. They like the darkness. So we're born into the world, and God's calling us. And we know that God is unbelievable outside of our, really our full comprehension to understand him. But because he's calling us and we are going to be, 
once we come to faith, we will be his children, then the problem we run into, if we're not grounded in God, is we're going to then struggle when we are hated because none of us want to be hated. Jesus said in John 15, 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as it loves its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If you obey my teachings, they will obey yours also. So it's kind of tough, isn't it? Because you're like, well, Man, that's that's kind of tough. I'm born I'm born into a world where the devil is tempting people to live after their flesh and to reject God because it's no fun. And then as I get older and I'm like, well, this is exciting. Like when I first got saved, I was telling everybody, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I was in 91, 92, 93, 94. And then as I got older, I made mistakes, a lot of mistakes. And then I started, well, Jesus is coming someday. I know I'm going to heaven at least. And then I went through a period of time where, okay, God, hi, glad I'm going to heaven. Help me, help me. I'm really messing things up. And the more that I was in the world, then the less problems I have with people. But then when you start to get your thinking right and taking captive thoughts, then I start to say, why? I'm a terrible husband. Well, how do I know that? Because the spirit of God's convicting me and and God's word says that I am a terrible husband. Now, guys, women cannot... easily and sometimes cannot at all submit to the headship of the husband if he doesn't represent Christ because the thing about the the, the way God set things up is accountability so if your marriage is struggling and if you're a man it's your fault If you're a lady listening to this and your husband is seeking God and you are trying to sabotage the marriage, then you really got to ask yourself, why? It says in Corinthians that love doesn't keep track of wrongs. God wants marriages to last until death do them part. The marriage is the representation to the world of a separation from God, for God, from the world, and also symbolic of the bride of Christ, the groom and the bride. Divorce destroys lives. It's not God's plan for Christ followers for his children. Jesus said when he was praying for for us, he said, you know, my prayer, Father, is that you don't take my believers out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. So if you're ever praying, God, take me out of here. Why didn't you, why don't you take me out of here? I don't want to be here. Because we go... We go when God wants us to go. Hey, I really appreciate you hanging with me so far. I got a couple sponsors here that help pay the bills. One is MyPillow.com. Check them out, MyPillow.com. I love their items. I got a bunch of them. When you get to the website, use the promo code 
FLS, Frank Lima Sam, FLS. Save you up to 66%. Help support our show here, FLS. And they got a cool phone out now, like an uh, Android phone, except it's private. So freedomphone.com, you use the promo code SAVE. Those are my two sponsors. I'll be back after they talk to you about it. Again, FLS from MyPillow.com and SAVE for Freedom Phone. I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium MyPillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. And again, our promo code is FLS, Frank Lee Sam, Frank L- uh, FLS, at com. Name one time in history where the people who banned books, media, and opinions were the good guys. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm the world's youngest Bitcoin millionaire. I made it in Silicon Valley, and I've accomplished a lot in my life already. But now, I'm leaving big tech to fight for free speech because the big tech overlords are violating your privacy, censoring your speech, and I think that's so wrong. That's why I created the Freedom Phone and its uncensorable app store. Everyone is complaining about big tech censorship, but no one is doing anything about it. They say, build your own phone. So I did. Freedom Phone truly is the best phone in the world. It does everything your current phone does, except censor you and spy on you. With the Freedom Phone, your freedom of speech is our number one priority. That's why we built our own app store that is completely uncensored. If an app you love has been banned from the mainstream app stores, you can still download it on ours because we don't ban apps, period. And we've developed the first operating system based on your free speech. There's no app tracking, no keyboard tracking, and no location tracking because I believe in your security. How do we ensure you're being protected? Say hello to Trust. Trust is our privacy guard. It's designed to warn you whenever an app or a website is tracking you and gives you the option to stop it. Your data, your rules, that's our motto. The Freedom Phone is comparable to the best smartphones on the market. It has an edge-to-edge screen, a super fast processor, and multiple cameras. And your SIM card transfers into the Freedom Phone seamlessly. Big tech companies hold a monopoly on public communication and the dissemination of information, and they are abusing that power. Nobody elected Mark or Jack to be the arbiters of truth in America, yet they still thought it was okay to ban a sitting president from their platforms. If they censor a president, they will censor anyone. Imagine if Mark Zuckerberg censored MLK or Abraham Lincoln. The course of history would have been altered forever. Out of all the constitutional amendments, there's a reason why the Founding Fathers made the right to free speech the very first. I believe you have a voice that deserves to be heard without being censored. Protect yourself from big tech censorship. Let your voice be heard. Live free with the Freedom Phone. Thank you so much for staying with me. This is Christian Talk. All right, so uh, we've gone over some foundations of God and who you are in Christ and the, the, the idea and the reality that we are passing through and we are to be lights in this dark world. 
and we're not to love the world and be so entrenched in the world. That could be politics. That could be entertainment. That could be anything to the point that we're no different than the world. It's not easy to be a Christ follower, which is why Peter said, make sure you don't forsake assembling or getting together with other people of faith because you need the fellowship iron sharpening iron sharpening iron right you need you need someone to say struggling victory encouragement i need help uh god victory and and we go through this as the body of christ on earth and why that's important is the days are getting darker but remember nothing can separate you or me from God. God is in control. God is the one unique, just existing one that is overall. He will bring to justice. He's going to judge the world. It's not our job to be the judge for God. And it's hard. Everything, everything that I am sharing with you, like Paul said, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. His name was Saul. Jesus knocked him off a horse, said, quit persecuting the Christians. And then he went from Saul to Paul. And he, Paul was shipwrecked. He was left for dead. He was bitten by snakes. He ended up getting beheaded in the end. But he said, you know, we're, we're basically in the parade. We are, we are visibly being attacked for our faith. That, that is the trial. That is, that is what we had to burden, we had to carry. But he said in the end that, that for him to die was to gain and to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It's, the, it's, it's not a denial thing. It's a reality thing. Joy is permanent. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness comes and goes. But joy is, I have been set free from sin. I am going to be in eternity with my creator, and nothing can separate me from that, and I cannot do anything because I don't want to do anything because the Holy Spirit in me is correcting me but there's nothing I can do that would, that would have God say, oops, you messed up, you're done. I'm done with you. Enough's enough. But like Matthew 7 says, though, there's a lot of people that are going to church. There's a lot of people that think, I'm pretty good. I got baptized as a baby. I went to a rally. I went to a crusade. But Jesus said in Matthew 7, 14, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life, and only a few find it. Jesus is the way because Jesus died in his atonement as the sinless sacrifice, the sinless man. He's able to absorb the sins of all mankind. For those who believe, they then are atoned for. For those who want to go through the, the broad road, or the, Christ, the ones that think they're Christian and they're not, he will say to them, I will say to the people that said they cast out demons, prophesied in my name, and did all these things, I will say to them on judgment day, I don't know who you are away from me, you doers of iniquity. So why is that important? Because for you... For you to, to, to go through life not being emotionally up and down, up and down, up and down is because you have to be grounded. 
this is not your home. You're supposed to love God and love people while you're here. And you're supposed to share the gospel. You know, there's not a lot of requirements, right? People say, oh, I can't keep all those rules. Here's the Great Commission. Here is what Jesus said before he rose. He appeared to over 500 people after his resurrection. Before he he went up and then he sent the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. This is what he said in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. This is what our commission is. If Jesus is your Lord, if he's not, you're not saved. Jesus said, why, Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I ask you or tell you to do? He's, it says, now the 11 disciples, because Judas hung himself, because Judas was a devil in of the 12. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. By the way, my wife and I went with the church group, and we had the, the pleasure of traveling around Israel and going to Galilee and going down the, you know, going to the Jordan and the Dead Sea and Masad and, and uh, going around to Jordan. So when they went to Galilee, it's a small town, northern Israel, northern part, north of Jerusalem, to the mountain which God had directed them. And when they went and saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Here is, here is our job. And it's only a job because it requires work, but it's not, it's not a labor. It's, it, if it is, it's a labor of love. So Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. If you and I seek first the kingdom of God, if we pray that his will would be done, if we let our petitions be known to him, if we believe and we live out his word, which is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the, the, the marrow and the bone down to the core. If it's a discerner in the thoughts and the intents of your heart, if you're in the word of God and if you're in prayer, if you're in fellowship, then understand that God loves you. God is working through you. God wants people to glorify him in their body, in their marriages, in their workplace, and all things. And there, the idea of depression of oppression that the, the things that Satan will hit you with if you put on the armor of God so like it says in Ephesians 6 then you basically say I'm going to keep my mind aware of the enemy I'm going to have the word in my heart I'm going to be prepared for the arrows and the attacks and I'm going to be a light in darkness now, you may be listening and saying, what does that mean? I'm supposed to be some holy roller, harassing people, chasing people around, giving Bible tracts to everybody. You need to be in love with Jesus. You need to understand his word, and you need to be prepared to give an answer for the hope that lies within you, and you need to have conviction, and you need to understand that this world hates Jesus Christ. This world hates the Ten Commandments. It hates restrictions on its immorality. This world likes to fulfill the flesh. Pornography, drugs, sex, Notoriety, being being the stud, being the star, look at me, look at me, look at me. And a lot of times when people pursue those things, they step on people on the way up. And then Christians are like, like it's David says in the Psalms all the time, why or in the Proverbs, why are the, the wicked people prospering? 
Why? What's going? What's going on, God? Why are people prospering? The evil people. Because this is their turf. This is not our home. That's hard to understand. That's hard to remember. Paul Paul put it this way. He was writing to the Corinthian church. He set it up, started it, left, and he wrote back. He said this, Now I want to remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and which you stand and by which you're being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you of first importance that I received that, that I also received, that Jesus Christ for our sins in accordance to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and he appeared to Cephas, then to twelve, Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. This is Paul. But I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace toward me is not in vain. On the contrary, I work harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. Whether this, whether then it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. Now, if Christ is proclaimed, if if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, then how can you say there is no resurrection of the dead? And continues. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 58. So we're talking about God. We're talking about Jesus Christ, Son, Holy Spirit of God, the triune God. Jesus came down, lived a perfect life, was crucified, died, buried, three days later, rose, defeating death, and now he sits at the right hand of the Father as our priest interceding for us as we go through this, we go through our time on, on earth, loving people for him, telling people about the gospel, praying for people, being available for people, but not being of the people. So when we look into politics, when you go through your normal day, instead of being, instead of getting emotional about what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Look to the word and look to your calling, which we all have the same basic calling and say, all right, Lord, it's a new day. I'm in your word. Teach me guide me if you're a husband and you're then you say god i'm in ephesians 5 teach me to love my wife teach me to die for my wife teach me to love my wife my children teach me to be a man after your heart if you do that and your wife is seeking christ on her own she will pursue christ Submitting to you, Mr. Husband, to Christ. And then that expectation of protection takes place. But men, if you are not leading, Satan has a lot of access to your family. And we're going to build that back up. We are victorious in Christ, and every morning is new, but we have to keep pressing on in light of Scripture as prompted by the Holy Spirit. That's how you live, that's how you live for Christ, and it's a victorious, glorious life because in the end, whenever God takes you home, which is already set by him, you can say, I finished my course. I ran the course well. 
And God, may you get all the glory for the good I did because it only came from you. That is Christianity. They were called Christ followers or the way when they first started growing as the church. Politics is pretty straightforward. I'll give you an example. Gateway Pundit has an article out. Lawsuits filed against abortionists who admitted to breaking Texas law. Satan hates everyone. He's always killed children. If it was Herod killing the babies, trying to get Jesus. If it was Pharaoh killing all of the boys, the baby boys to get Moses. He's always been killing. And what he does is he, he, he gets people, he gets the women say, you know what? It's my body. I can do what I want with it. So when you're, when you're growing up in the Lord, when you're learning God's heart is this in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then he created, he created everything. And then he created man, man and woman. Then he said, they are, they are Adam, they're one, and what I brought together, let no man separate. And then they had children. And God in the Bible, we'll, we'll talk about it over the weeks and weeks, it says that he, he is weaving together that, that, he, that he's, he's already, he's, he's placing He's forming. It's his creative work, the baby in the womb. And when you hear that man whose father is the devil in a world that hates God created instruments to go in and end that process of God creating the baby in the womb, you you don't have to you don't have to get too, too carried away on trying to figure out, is that right or wrong? Because God is sovereign. God is everything. And God is who we're accountable to. So if God says do not murder, if God says that if anyone misleads a child or hurts a child, better to drown themselves in the deepest waters with a, a, a rock around their neck, a rope. If God says don't kill, or better phrases, don't murder, don't take in, don't take innocent blood. When, if you remember the Noah story, when they got off the ark, there's eight people in the whole world. Noah sacrificed, and then God said this: If any man sheds innocent blood of another man, his life should be required, will be required from him because God is the one that determines when people are born and people are to die. Death penalty right out of the shoe with eight people on earth. Now, it's not something to be excited about. It's not a glorious thing. It's something to keep in mind that if God is love, if we're supposed to love our neighbor, if we're supposed to be there for people, if God is creating all things and God is sovereign, then the idea that a man whose dad is the devil because you cannot be a Christian and be a baby killer, then if, if, he's, you, if he's at work for Satan on this planet killing children, it's, we should do everything that we can. But Romans 13 says that we submit to our government unless it's directly opposed to our worship. So abortion is, is such a demonic principle it's, it, that it actually happens. is just a, it's a confirmation of the existence of evil. So when people say, are you pro-abortion? Are you pro-choice? You can't be. If you're in the word, if you're pursuing God, and you're loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And we'll get to that, but that's just an example. 
We have political leaders lying all over the place. We've got them committing felonies. We've got them just locking people up. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on. And so if you, if you stare at politics all day, if you think a political figure or a movement is going to save the day, then you're missing it. We seek first the kingdom of God. We love our families. We love other Christians. We do the will of God. We laugh. We have fun. We understand that nothing can separate us from the love of God, that he's working all things out for good for those who are called according to his purpose, for God's purposes, he's working all things out. God's not a genie in the sky. Take comfort in that. You will have trials. Some of the trials you're going to go through are caused by yourself. You cause trials too. I've caused trials on myself that God was part of because he knew me and just like with Pharaoh in Egypt, he knew I would do this. He was then in it. And then he brought me out of the ramifications of my stupidity, but he still loves me. And it says in John first John, that if, if you confess your sins to God, this is after being born again. This is after being a child of God. This is after you've been you've been justified and you're being sanctified that if you know, if you, you know, I really messed up. I shouldn't have done this. Sorry, father. I confess this. Please forgive me and confess it. Then he's faithful and just to forgive that and to cleanse you, cleanse your conscience, not your soul. Your salvation is secure, but you must, we have to continue to just keep seeking for his righteousness even though we cannot obtain it in our flesh, but we want to be Christ-like. So as we as I we go through the podcast, I want to thank you each day for listening. I'm going to encourage you to be in the Word. We're going to look at situations, what's going on. We'll go over some stories I find, victory in people's marriages that were almost gone, that the Lord restored, children that had gone astray that came back, people that got victory over certain issues. I'm going to be sharing with you the Christian life and how people are getting victory. And, and, and so you, you, don't, you don't feel alone and say, am I the only one that's going through this? I must be the only one. God must be mad at me. What did I do wrong? The accuser of the brethren is the one that will accuse you. So if you've if you've messed up, if you mess up again, which you will, keep in mind, Satan accuses. Right? It's like you. And the Holy Spirit is going to convict. So you're going to get a condemnation from Lucifer, from the devil, not him directly, but his demons. He can only be one place at one time. He is nothing in comparison to the glory of God. He is a fallen angel, but he does have influence over people in the world, people that like to be in darkness. And so as you're trying to be light, that's going to allow the world to see you and it's going to get people to say, I don't, I don't like you for who you are, but there's those people that are also called. They're going to say, I can't say anything, but I watch your life, and I want what you have. And that's when you share the gospel, and you get to see the supernatural work of God in healing people, in saving people. So it's exciting to be a child of God, and we're going to talk about this on the talk. I'm going to interview people. We're going to have guests. But this first one, I wanted to lay the foundation of who God is, who you are, who Jesus is, and the goal and our responsibility and the pleasures we get of serving 
the king. And it is, it is a, it is love. So I do thank you for listening. This has been Christian Talk. My name is Eric Thompson. Be back on here to get them all. If you want, check out the website, christiantalk.life, Christian Talk. Christian Talk. Dot life. You guys have a blessed day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.